Good morning. Um, I welcome you to the third Sunday in Lent here at Spring Hill United Methodist Church. Uh, this is a particular time. I am recording this in, from the office here at the church, and Brad is at the station with the recording software. This will be provided to you to listen to the sermon for today, which is from Romans, uh, the fifth chapter, verses 1 through 8. And the scripture reads, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we also have obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And the hope that does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who he has been given to us. For while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Dear Lord, as we gather at this time, this indeed is a different time. This is a time that we need you more than we've ever needed you before. As a nation, as a people, as a world in desperate need, there's so much fear. But we come this morning not of these things, we come of faith. We come knowing that you are the God who is able to show us compassion and mercy. You're the God who delivers us, us from evil. You're the God who gives us hope when it seems like there may not be much. Lord, we thank you and we come this morning and we praise you. And we know that you are working in a powerful way to help us to humble ourselves and call upon your holy name. Lord, bless us, bless our families. I ask you to bless Spring Hill and the community, our state and our nation and the world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. As we gather this morning, this service will be uh, based upon the scripture here in Romans, and it talks about the heart matters. And I was thinking about that, of course, this week with all the events that have taken place and having conversations with different ones, and we all have reached a conclusion we have never seen anything like this. Perhaps at moments with 9-11, but this seems to be in broader in scope and different aspects. But here we are gathered in a strange way, but it is the same word of God if it's recorded or in person, and this is still the house of God and will remain so. None of that changes. So let's look at the scripture together. This is what Paul was writing to the early Christians facing adversity and schisms and plagues, facing evil in the world. He says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He starts out the scripture with a basis of what it means to have faith. Faith puts us in a right relationship with God. He says we are justified. 
by faith. That word justification means salvation. It means that God counts us as very important and also able to be in communion with him. We have been justified by our faith in God, not faith in the world. And this week has certainly taught us that, and these coming weeks will teach us that as we go through more of this story unfolding, that we must live our lives by faith. Because faith is what gives us hope. Faith is what opens the door. Faith is what allows us to know we're going to be okay because God loves us so much. And he continues, and he says, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So not only are we uh, made right by God's grace in our life, and this faith we have in God allows us access to salvation, we have peace with God. Many are at war with God right now. They're angry. They haven't paid any attention to him for a long time, and now they're finally realizing there's more to life than what they thought, and they're angry at a God they haven't spoken to perhaps ever, and they are at war with God. Paul is saying that we are called to have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Understanding Jesus allows us to have peace with God because when we look at the Prince of Peace, we understand that this peace surpasses all understanding. It allows us to not just be in a right relationship and to be blessed by God, but also God is with us and who can be against us. I want to read real quickly before I get back to the scripture. Um, I wrote a poem during the week that is related uh, to this event that's taking place. And I thought about how little our lives are in context of these large uh, so events and situations. But the little is not insignificant. It's just so many things seem to be pressing upon us. And I wrote this poem really to a piece of music I was working on, but I won't do that this morning. I will just uh, read the words. And it says, When I try to understand, the world closes in, makes it hard to see past the pain and live past the sin. Just when my heart finally tries to see through my tearful eyes, I then know the reason why of my little life. It's love, always love that makes my heart whole. It's faith, amazing faith, that calms my troubled soul. It's grace, beautiful grace, that takes me home to my Lord above. Every step I take with you, you are not alone. Every breath I breathe in you, singing a simple song. Take my hand, be not afraid. Know the peace that I give. Take my heart, let it be free. In me you will live. It's love, always love, that makes my heart whole. It's faith, amazing faith, that calms my troubled soul. It's grace, beautiful grace, that takes me home to my Lord above. Now the scripture, he continues, and he says not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. Let's, uh, let's look at this scripture, because herein lies the challenge 
of these days that we are facing. Not only that, Paul says, but we rejoice in our suffering. The Greek word there for rejoice means that we glory. We can boast. Now, I, I find that hard to do in the midst of suffering because the word there for suffering translates literally anguish, burden, tribulation, trouble. How in the world can we rejoice in our suffering? Well, if we rejoice in our suffering and then stop there, then there is no rejoicing for there is only suffering. What Paul is saying is that in life there's circumstances and then God affords us a path, a path of peace to go beyond that. And he says, not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering. That's like the causality. That's like the point where something happens that makes us having to deal with things that are unfolding. And then he says how we get through this. He says, knowing that suffering produces endurance. And we're seeing that right now. Our patience is being tried and tested. These are days that trouble men's souls. We are called to be enduring. In fact, the word in Greek means patient. It means being able to continually wait. And I, I can't think of a time for this long a period that we've had to pause our, our postmodern society. Talked earlier with Brad and we determined 9-11 was the last time, but but things are so broader now, and we know there's more yet to come, but we're not afraid of what's going to come because that will help us to endure. And perhaps God is doing this in his way of mercy and grace to prepare us for even other things that may happen. Some see the life as a glass half empty. Others see it as half full. I see it as a glass that only God can fill it to the rim and overflow. This endurance means we have to hang on. We have to do another day and live another day and believe another day and hope another day and know that Sunday just isn't Sunday. We need to worship God every day. We need to pray every day. And if you don't know what to pray, pray the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, Lord. Forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil, O oh Lord, deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. There's the word glory forever. Amen. So the suffering we're going through, it produces in the believer the ability to endure. And who are we waiting on? What are we enduring? Relief from the disease or relief from the challenge or relief from the troubles of life? No, we're waiting on the Lord to come. And we endure. And then he says, and this endurance produces in us a character. Now the word there for character means someone who has been tried and they've been found innocent. That's what the Greek word means. It means literally the proof has been shown. And I can guarantee God is watching each of us through this to determine what our character is. Are we turning to him? Are we praying to him? Are we depending on him? 
Are we trusting him? See, this character is one who has been found with no fault because they have trusted in Jesus the Christ. And he continues, and character produces hope. And hope, oh, I don't need to translate that. Hope is so powerful. Hope allows us to see so much. You know what hope does? Hope is the actual balm of Gilead. It's the medicine. It's the inoculation against evil and fear. It's what it says in the Greek uh, dictionary I'm looking at right now. In the Christian sense, hope is that joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation. Hope is that we are able to overcome evil and fear and know that this is evil, what we are going through. No, there's no doubt about it. Though the world may try to say it's this or try to say it's that, but when you have this much suffering, this much pain, this much fear, this much division, you have people not able to go back to where they were in life, and no, we will never be able to go back before this event, but we can go forward. And I pray we go forward on our knees, thanking God Almighty and knowing that God is with us. See, that's what hope is, is that ability to know that transcends the limitations that life hands to us. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out in our hearts. That's that verse of the poem, the chorus of the song. It's love, always love, that makes my heart whole. It's faith, amazing faith, that calms my troubled soul. It's grace, beautiful grace, that takes me home to my Lord above. I was looking into the life of John Wesley this week and his mother, Susanna. She's such a beautiful lady. She worked so hard. She was the daughter of a priest there from the Church of England in London. She grew up in a very educated family, yet she was not allowed to have the education. So she gave her children education. Every day they went to class in her school there in the home. And if you just happen to walk by their house and look in the window back around 17, uh, 10 or so, you would have seen a strange sight because Susanna would sit there while all the children were doing their work and she would have her apron over her head. And what a strange sight that would have been to see that. But everybody who knew Susanna knew that was God time. Because what she would do is when she had the apron over her head, she was praying and she was reading the Bible and she was listening to God. And so for those two hours that she would do this every day while her children studied and understand they all received, the daughters and the sons of the Wesleys all received a classic education and a biblical education, she would pray underneath her apron. So nobody knew to make a sound while she was having that apron over her head reading her Bible. So Wesley, he wrote this covenant prayer. And I want you to listen to how powerful this is. I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Rank me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed by you or laid aside for you. Exalted for you or brought low for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things, let me have nothing. I freely and wholeheartedly yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. And now, glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours, so be it. 
and the covenant now made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, he has been given to us. And then this part of the scripture that's so powerful where Paul is relating about the little person, the little self and the big story of life. While we were still weak, he says in the sixth verse, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For no one would scarcely die for a righteous person, for perhaps a good person, one would dare to even die. But he says at the right time, God died for us, the weak, so that in his strength we may be strong. And then that eighth verse, the final verse we're looking at this morning, but God shows us his love for us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Sisters and brothers, if this is not make person, bow down and pray. I don't know what the hope there is for their soul. These are times that our growth and faith will be stronger than ever before. Let us live and embrace our faith and know that God is promising us a greater future than we could ever imagine. I pray this has been a blessing this morning for this lesson sermon, but know that it is still the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. God bless. Have a blessed week. If you have any needs, you know my number. It's 910-207-8316. I will continue to do my ministry in every way and know that God is with us. Next Sunday, we will also have this happen again. Perhaps even more we'll be able to share the depth of this moment as more things unfold. But if you have a need, you just let me know or let another member know, such as Brad or another member of our leadership, and we'll reach out to help. Know that God is with us. God bless Spring Hill United Methodist Church. Amen.